Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Sheila Zielinski Show for this April 9th, 2018 edition. I have a great guest on. I've been wanting to have him on the program for over a year, and I'm so thrilled to finally get him on with the release of his incredible book. Pastor Billy Crone is a pastor teacher of Get a Life Ministries, and he is the author of several books, including The Rapture, Don't Be Deceived. Very interesting. And other, I mean, he's done so many things, too many to list. He did an incredible series on the book that we're going to get into. The book is called Drones, Artificial Intelligence, and the Coming Human Annihilation. Pastor Billy Crone, welcome to the program. So good to have you on, sir. Hey, thank you so much, Sheila. It, uh, it's a treat being on. Thank you for having me. Now, you did a 14-part series that's available for online streaming. You can either rent them or you can buy them all for really a good deal considering what went into these. I've got that link there in the description, folks. Go to Attack of the Drones. Skynet is coming. This is really the companion documentary, really, for the book. And boy, oh boy, you have to watch this, folks. It's so well done. At least watch the trailer. And it's under 50 bucks for 14 parts. And I'm telling you, you need to watch this. This is something else. Well, I guess this is the part that bugs me, Billy, is I cannot, you know, I have, and I just recently said this on a show with Steve Quayle, why don't the pastors get up Sunday morning and talk about this, the AI, the transhumanism, the attacks of these drones, but yet these Pied Piper pastors, they're just lulling people to sleep. They're not talking about any of these precursors to the arrival of the Antichrist. Given where we are in the end times in the last days, you'd think that evangelicals would be in a fervent uproar descending on these devils like a swarm of mad locusts. But instead, Billy, it is crickets chirping in most of the pulpits. That, to me, is unbelievable. Yeah, and I think that's sad, but that's actually another Bible prophecy sign with the rise of apostasy. And, you know, of course, Paul makes a statement to Timothy, and he said that, you know, in the last days that the church will gather around themselves teachers who will tickle their ears, and they'll turn aside from the truth and turn to myths. And I remember the first time that I ripped into the Greek on that passage, and, and what does it mean that the church will only hire these guys that only tickle people's ears? Well, that's the Greek word kinetho, and it means only pleasant things. And then uh, turn aside to myths, it's muthos, it means story made up. So stir all that together. Paul said, how do you know you're in the last days? When not in the world, but in the church, all you basically get from the pulpit is a bunch of pleasant things and stories made up. I just <laughs> described about probably 95% of the American church. And of course, if you're only going to preach only pleasant things, you're going to make a bunch of stories up. Uh, the last thing you're going to touch is Bible prophecy. And again, I, I'm pretty blunt about it. I'm a pastor. I are one, so I'm going to say it. Uh, then how can you be a faithful shepherd if you leave nearly one-third of the Bible out of your teaching? Because nearly one-third of the Bible deals directly or indirectly with Bible prophecy and prophecy-related issues. And as a shepherd, we're to teach the whole counsel of God, not some of it. And we would it be appropriate if I were to stand up and any pastor stand up before the congregation and basically say this, hey folks, here's here's the Bible, and I am going to admit to you right now, as your so-called loving shepherd, I am going to rip out one-third of this book, and we will never touch it. What, what would any normal church do at that point if their so-called shepherd did that? Fire them on the spot. Yeah. Then why is it acceptable when in principle that's what's going on? And so they're not being taught prophecy, and they certainly aren't being taught these kind of topics that we're talking about even today with drones, artificial intelligence, because believe it or not, if you look at your Bible, artificial intelligence and this increase of knowledge in hyper mode so is actually a Bible prophecy topic. 
Well, and and could and I also really believe all this AI, the drone technology, we're going to get into all this, you know, Sophia Watson, IBM is just right out of the pit of hell. But I'll tell you what, all this stuff is leading up towards really being maybe the medium for this scenario that we have. I mean, let's face it, there's going to be like 2 billion people slaughtered on the earth. I can't think of any other medium that would be the total purveyor of death like that. That's interesting you, you mentioned that, Sheila, because that's actually the same uh, synopsis that I came to. And, you know, I'm not going to say thus saith the Lord, but it makes you wonder, in the first half of the seven-year tribulation, you got this the sealed judgments. And there it clearly says that after the second seal, the war seal, this global war breaks out on the planet, it goes on and tells you, God tells you how many people are annihilated. And it says there, one-fourth of the earth is taken out. And so if that were to happen today, so to speak, then roughly that's around 2 billion people. So just in the first half, we're not talking second half yet, just in the first half, nearly 2 billion, not million, 2 billion people are annihilated on the planet. How's that going to happen? And do we have the ability to do that? Well, typically people at that point, they'll jump on the bandwagon and say, well, of course, we've had it for a long time. It's it's nuclear warfare. You just drop a couple nuclear bombs, you can knock out 2 billion people lickety split. Well, wait a second. We're not talking 2 million. We're talking 2 billion yeah. of the planet, one-fourth. If you dropped enough nukes on the planet to take out one-fourth of the planet and you use nuclear warfare, you created a nuclear winter. Well, guess what? Then everything comes to a screeching halt, right? And that's not what we see in the seven-year tribulation. And and this is in the first half. You still got the middle of the seven-year tribulation where the Antichrist goes up and commits the abomination of desolation, declares himself to be God. Here comes the mark of the beast and all that other stuff. And you still got the whole second half to go. And and there's still some sort of a, a governmental system going on and a fight for that and a one-world religion going on with that. There's still the economy going on because he's implementing the mark of the beast, the buying and selling. You ain't going to have any of that going on no. if you're in a nuclear winter. That's right. So all that to this point, well, then, therefore, how do you annihilate, how does somebody annihilate one-fourth of the planet without using nuclear warfare? Well, when you take a look at what's being built around us, it really is basically a Skynet scenario. You mentioned the book there, the, the documentary that we did is a 14-hour documentary that, that the book is based on, and uh, it's called Attack of the Drones, Skynet is Coming. And basically, we document with, man, what was it, almost 180 video clips wow. of evidence from governments, military operations, all around the world here in the United States of how as unbelievable as it sounds, they are building with drone technology, and I'm not talking just drones in the sky. I'm talking about basically every piece of military equipment is being droned out, equipped with artificial intelligence to control it. It's all automated. Military is changing before our very eyes. The whole way of warfare is changing before our very eyes. Not just drones in the sky, drones on the water, drones under the water. They're also creating MAV drones, micro aerial vehicles that are droned out. They're also equipping them with what's called swarm technology, where these entities, every piece of drone military equipment can communicate with another drone and they could literally swarm their prey, be it a swarm of boats, be it a swarm of MAVs. You see, you thought that was a bird, that's not a bird. You thought that was a fly, that's not a fly. You thought that was a shark, that's not a shark. On and on it goes, we, we give actual demonstrations. They are mimicking nature, they're mimicking insects, and they're even making, I'm not making this up, we demonstrate this in great detail, actual Terminator-like robots. And DARPA is one of the entities behind that because they want to replace human soldiers with robot soldiers. I know it sounds crazy, but we've documented every bit of this. This is what's coming to the planet while everybody's worried about who's going to win the playoffs and how's the economy doing. This is the net that's being built. Now, 
The whole system is on a global basis. It's not just the United States. It's militaries all around the world, including the big guns, Russia and China, even Israel. Everybody's getting in on this. In fact, they're saying every nation on the planet, major nation on the planet, is going to have killer drone technology within the next few years. It, it's Everything's happening. Now, my point is, it's all being tied together on a global basis. So my thing is, well, why do you need artificial intelligence? Because think about it. How are you going to control, in essence, every piece of military equipment, and that's in the air, on the ground, on the water, under the water, MAVs, Terminator robots, how are you going to control all that? Well, artificial intelligence is the entity that is being developed to handle all that technology, and that's a lot of the stuff that we expose. Flies? That's not a fly, Billy. You know, I actually saw a video, if people want to throw this in a search, it's about a seven-minute clip, Billy. I don't know if you saw this. Micro drones, killer armed robots, autonomous. But anyway, this guy demonstrates with his phone. I was just absolutely shocked. So the guy basically kills a human blows out his brains with this little fly technology. And I thought, wait a minute, I did, did not just watch that. So, you know, basically he launches this little fly. This thing has tactical surveillance, facial recognition, and it was packed with explosives. Boom, just took out the whole front of the guy's brain. Like, this was just no big deal, you know, because these are bad guys. We're only using them on bad guys. Well, I got a newsflash. Right-wing watch already calls me a right-wing radical tinfoil kook. I'm dangerous. So, you know, who who defines the term bad guy? Well, and see, that's the problem, isn't it, Sheila, right? You, and, and that's where with a lot of this drone technology, even back to the drones, the predator drones that are being used over in the Middle East. And see, we just thought that they were going to keep them there. Well, here's another hot topic, and we exposed this one, and this was back with the Obama administration. One of Obama's solutions for fixing the quote-unquote border crisis, and we actually document this in the documentary. You'll see the actual news clips. They admit it. That he proposed, his administration proposed, that we have not just three, not 300, not 3,000, 30,000 surveillance drones all across the United States. Yeah. And gee, wouldn't that help fix our border? But the problem is, again, well, uh, I thought they were just going to leave them over there. Yeah, folks, thousands of people, thousands of people, and this is just what's on record. We don't even know what the real number is, but thousands of people have already been tracked from the sky and killed from the sky using drone technology. The previous administration wants 30,000 of them monitoring the United States of America and supposedly is going to protect us. And they admitted that, quote, on the news broadcast, you'll see with your own eyes if you get the documentary, and uh, you'll see the, the quote in the book too, but they said every backyard in America will be under surveillance. Well, wait a second. I thought you said this was just going to help with the border. Now, go to, on the topic of the border. What's Trump running into right now? Problems with what? Fixing the border. Getting the border wall. Is it ever going to happen? It's not going to happen. And I'm not going to say he's going to do it. I hope he doesn't. But there is a plan on the books right now, left over from the Obama administration, that, uh, well, man, I, I, maybe we, we we just can't just get this uh, fence built. There's just, But you know what? We still need to secure that border. How about we go ahead and implement this plan that just happens to be on the books, and let's launch 30,000 Predator drones across the United States, and that'll, that'll fix it, won't it? Folks, this is all happening behind the scenes 
The government's for it. It's all technology that can be controlled on a global basis, and it can be hijacked. We also demonstrate, Sheila, in this technology, believe it or not, of all entities, listen, a lot of people don't talk about NASA anymore because, again, with the Obama administration, they kind of shut it down. Well, NASA's still gone. One of the things that NASA's been developing ever since that uh, drone landed at the White House, remember that it happened a yeah, while back? Yeah. And, and people freaked out, oh, no, we, we better do something about all these drones because it, one landed in the White House. We can't have that. Well, you know what the you know what the solution was? NASA teamed up, and we document this, teamed up with Verizon, okay? And they are developing a net, a global net system that they could, this is their term, that they could control, they could geofence drones, and they could keep drones out of, quote, restricted airspaces, uh, tell them when they're flying in places they shouldn't, uh, when they need to bring them down, etc., blah, blah. So basically, take control of drones. They're using cell phone signals, hence the help with uh, Verizon, but also also radar and satellite technology to create this system so we can control drones so they can never land in the White House for our safety. Well, wait a second. Common sense tells you if you develop a system that can hijack drones using satellites, satellites go around the globe. Then that really means you're developing a system that you can control around the globe every drone that's utilizing the same technology. And so the movies called it Skynet. <laughs> and the problem is most people don't realize if anything, Hollywood uh, via the Terminator movies has prepared us for what is being built right now as you listen to this broadcast. Well, that is really important to know that this is no longer sci-fi, folks. And it isn't coming. It's here. I mean, and of course, leave it to Hollywood to condition everyone. Gee, I wonder how we'd like it, Billy, if these, you know, swarm of these little drone flies attacked us. I mean, you mentioned DARPA. Ooh, the military's candy shop. That's the stuff of nightmares. California just announced new robot taxis. It's bad enough that this thing with Uber where the Uber self-driving car hit and killed the woman in Arizona. But, I mean, how safe should we expect self-driving cars to be? You know, it's bad enough my phone glitches. Is that really what we want? They're, they're actually, if you look this up, there's a Toronto-based drone delivery developing a system that uses drones to transport food, medicine, and other goods to remote northern communities. Think how many years ago Jeff Bezos from Amazon promised they'd deliver packages by drone. And we haven't even got into the really creepy stuff yet. And like you mentioned, it's air, it's land, it's sea. It's all around us. You cannot escape this. There is nowhere to hide and that's the frightening part of it well again funny you should mention that because we cover that uh in great detail basically the, on the documentary again it's 14 hours long about 180 video clips of evidence amongst uh, uh peppered in with our own research it's shot true documentary we're on site location we uh interview some military guys man what they shared was just mind-blowing just just to give you a little teaser um one of the guys the military guys that we uh interviewed on some of this technology basically i'll just say in a nutshell i used to have this general rule personally that anything that they share to us in the public with like technology or advanced stuff, uh, anything that they share in public, we're actually 20 years behind what they really have, right? Now, that's what I, I've held to for probably two decades now. After doing this documentary and talking to these military guys, and Sheila, keep in mind what they shared with us was, quote, declassified information. We didn't get into the, obviously, the classified. They couldn't share it. But what oh, they oh shared, God. even declassified, changed my rule of thumb that, no, we're not 20 years behind. 
time, what they share in the public, were at least, at least 30, 40 to 50 years. Some of the things that they shared that was going on in the 70s was stuff that's just now coming out to the public forefront. This has been around for a long time. And, and, but anyway, so the, the way that we, we did the documentary is the first seven hours is all on the drone technology and the invasion of it, hence the attack of the drones. But then the second half, and again, the book follows the same theme, is another seven hours on Skynet is coming, i.e. the artificial intelligence that's being built to control it all. But back to the invasion part, you talk about the Uber thing that just uh, uh, killed a pedestrian. Uh, you talk about uh, the food supply. Well, listen to this. We literally began to trace all the different avenues that drone technology is beginning to take over and we're being conditioned. If you notice the last two Christmases in a row, the hottest item for people to buy is a drone. Yeah, Got to have a drone, kids. And see, people think, oh, you think of drones. It's either the military and only the military using predator drones way over there. We don't have to worry about that. That's a lie. And other drones, it's just a toy, nothing to be worried about. Not so. If you're noticing the trend that they're getting us used to is a lot of these drones, they use them for the ultimate selfie. And you can get different versions of, to use the vernacular, a selfie drone, that basically a drone that will follow you. How it follows you, there's a couple different ways on the technology. It could follow your cell phone that's with you, so it follows your cell phone signal. Also, a lot of them, they come with a bracelet that you put on your wrist. It has a, a GPS signal, basically, and the drone literally follows you. You know, if you're kayaking, it's right above your head. It's following you, get, you know, getting those cool, awesome shots that you can never get. And Or, you know, if you're riding a mountain bike, it literally follows you, just tails you wherever you go. And I remember watching some of those videos and getting people used to having drones literally follow them everywhere they go, okay, monitoring them, recording them, videotaping them. And then I got, well, wait, and you got to attach something to your hand to so it can follow the signal. Again, I'm not going to say thus saith the Lord, but you could see how this could prepare people for something really horrible in the future. Fast forward to the seven-year tribulation. When people take the mark of the beast and some sort of marking system that goes into the right hand or the forehead, well, some of that technology, people believe, could also not only be used to make transactions, hence buy and sell, Revelation 13 says that, but that same technology that can be allowed to buy and sell is called RFID technology, radio frequency identification, it could also be used as a tracking device. So you look at the, the Antichrist and the, and the false prophet, when they implement this system, it says there that they basically are now micromanaging the planet, not just the buying and selling. It says that they make, they force, they order people to do what they say to do. And if you don't do it, you're going to die. Revelation 13 is clear, clear about that. So imagine this marking system in the hand or in the forehead not only enables you to buy and sell, but what if in fact that same technology could be used as a tracking device? Now here's where I'm going with that. How are you going to know if somebody, they didn't do what you said to do? How are you even going to know where they're at? Yeah. Well, with this marking technology, they'll know where everybody is on the planet. They'll be able to micromanage it in real time. Number two, let's say they disobeyed you. They didn't do what you said to do, right? Well, it says there, and they will be killed. If you don't worship the Antichrist, you will be killed. It's very clear about that. Well, wait a second. This is on a global basis. How are you going to know, first of all, if somebody disobeys you and they're not worshiping you as the Antichrist? And number two, you give an order to uh, kill them. Well, how is that going to be implemented? Simple. You develop this Skynet scenario with all this technology, all this weaponry, all this hardware, all this drone technology, and that marking system just became the tracking device. It's like a homing device, right? To where you can push a button 
and you'll send drones out to take that person out. And and we're seeing drones in the private sector right now. See, now it's being sold as a form of entertainment. It's cool. It's hip. It's the ultimate millennium desire to have that ultimate selfie. (laughs) Well, again, could it be preparation to get people to being tracked, monitored, and maybe eventually in the seven-year tribulation taken out? Well, that's just in the private sector. Then we go into the media sector. And if you notice, Hollywood movies, news entities, uh, news outlets, everybody's getting in on this drone technology. Now, part of it is a rationale that, well, we don't have to hire a helicopter. Uh, we don't have to hire, we don't have to pay for a pilot to pilot the helicopter. We don't need any of that. We'll just use drones. Well, the problem is now everybody's getting used to these drones flying in all over the area, constantly being in the sky, you know, but don't worry. They're there to catch that latest news story and news scoop. Well, no, you're being conditioned to have these things literally flooding the sky, videotaping you, whether you realize or not. Now, most people don't realize, Sheila, that is already going on. And let me, I'll just call one name out. People could check this out themselves and we demonstrate this. There is a video monitoring system, citywide systems, that is already in place already in the United States. One of them is an outlet called Argus, A-R-G-U-S, if people want to check it out, Argus. And basically, this is using satellite technology from the sky. And it's not just taking pictures. It is literally videotaping from the sky. And we demonstrate with their own demonstration videos how they're able to say, hey, I wonder what you know Joe Schmo was doing two days ago. They literally go into this video database and they literally will find where this Joe guy is two days ago and they'll create a video feed completely zoomed in. And I mean, typically what they'll show you on the news is a lie. When they show like a zoomed in picture of the earth, they go, it gets kind of blurry. That's a lie. They, they have technology where they can see what's going on on the pavement. Right. But it's not just pictures anymore. It's videotaping. They're videotaping whole sections of the planet uh, from the sky and they can monitor people wherever you're at. And we're being conditioned with this drone technology and satellite technology that they're only going to do it to catch the bad guys. But folks, whether you realize it or not, we are already, it's not coming as you said, Sheila, it's already here. We are already being videotaped whether we like it or not. And this is another way to get us conditioned to that. We're used to having these things videotape us, but don't worry, it's for our protection or they're just trying to catch the bad guys. But again, who who becomes the bad guy? But but let me give you another one because you you mentioned the food the food supply believe it or not this is crazy uh the whole agricultural sector is being taken over by drone technology they're using drones to um, spray pesticides they're using drones to check crop yields they're using drones to check the the water supply and yields of that they're even droning out tractors plows combines things of that nature you don't need a human to plant your crops anymore because that's all being utilized with satellite and drone technology right well again fast forward to what's going on the planet wait a second what if they grab control of our food supply yeah meaning they condition us to don't be self-sufficient we'll grow all the crops for you you don't need to go to farmers you know so-and-so because we got all the control it's all automated for efficiency sake or whatever well folks that's not a a far-off extrapolation most people don't realize that our food supply is already contained into last time i checked it's currently the world's food supply is down to three entities and that's uh, cargill monsanto that that combination conagra and Novartis ADM, Archer Daniels Midland. So three entities basically, whether people realize or not, are controlling the food supply. Now listen to this. Dwayne Andreas, 
He's the former chairman of uh, Archer Daniels Minion. He said, and I quote, The food business is far away the most important business in the world. Everything else is a luxury. Food is what you need to sustain everyday life. Food is fuel. You can't run a tractor without fuel, and you can't run a human being without it either. Food is the absolute beginning. Well, the beginning of what? Quote, those who control the global food system have the ultimate in economic power. In other words, those who control the food supply controls the world. Right. So here you see now this drone technology, everything's being droned out. We're no longer self-sufficient. Nobody plants their own food anymore, basically. And even the traditional farmer is being taken over by the corporations. And even the corporations is all being automated back to these entities that are controlling the whole thing. Now, what's that got to do with bioprophecy? Well, again, I'm going to say, thus saith the Lord. But again, in the first half of the seven year tribulation and the sealed judgments, it talks about a global famine. And it says there, after this global war, there was a global famine. And it said, I heard what sounded like a voice from the four living creatures saying, a quart of wheat for a day's wages and three quarts of barley for a day's wages and don't damage the oil and the wine. So this text tells us that in the first half of the seven year tribulation, that the famine conditions at that time on a global basis are going to be so bad that there's going to be, listen, a global food distribution program in order for people to continue to move forward. And that's what it says. Everybody's going to have to work at that time. And, and here's your option. You can get a quart of wheat for a day's wages, or you get three quarts of barley. Barley, of course, was a less nutritional meal. It was kind of like an animal feed. You're thinking, in order for that to take place in the seven-year tribulation, then we have to be at the basis to where our food can be controlled on a global basis to the point where it can be globally distributed. Well, guess what? It already is. And it's being further automated with drone technology. Now, let me add another thing. If you don't think that people are trying to control our food supply, you need to check another couple interesting features out. One is the infamous seed vault that's up in the Arctic. Okay, Bill Gates and some others are behind that. And they're literally storing the master seeds of the plants around the world out in the middle of the Arctic. You're going, well, that's kind of a weird project. You know, <laughs> were you bored on a Saturday afternoon and, hey, let's go store all the seeds in the Arctic? <laughs> it's no. These elitists are, they saying that they're storing it for our safety or are you storing it to control the food supply? Also, they are tweaking the seeds. Now, they, they said this this seed vault is the, quote, Noah's Ark of today. Again, they're peppering in biblical terms. So, wow. so what, do you, what do you know that's coming that you're not telling us, number one? Number two, go back to people like Monsanto, okay, and they have developed, and this it's been out for several years, many years. They've developed what's called a terminator gene. I don't know if you run across this yet. A terminator gene. And basically, the terminator gene is a new seed they developed that commits suicide. It becomes sterile in the second generation, which means it doesn't self-replicate, right? Which means you always have to go back to them to get your next batch of seeds. Wow. Which would include wheat and barley, which is mentioned in the famine in the seven-year tribulation. So you stir all that together and you're going, man, even minute passages like that that occur in the seven-year tribulation, all the pieces needed to pull it off are being put into play while people are worried about who's going to make the NBA playoffs and how's that economy doing. Oh, what a thought, Mr. Eugenicist himself. Mr. Depopulation is in charge of the seed vaults. But hey, who needs farmers? Who needs all this equipment? Hey, who needs military soldiers? Because, you know, robots will replace all our soldiers with real life Tony Starks and Captain Americas. Those guys are cool. It's not bad enough your future girlfriend's going to be a robot. You couple that with they're going to be uploading their brains like Ray Kurzweil and the gang of transhumanists. You got 5G rolling out the global brain. You got this 
concoction of Hell's Kitchen, and yet kids think this stuff is cool. It is cool to have a drone behind you when you're snowboarding down the ski hill, as my son's friend did over the Christmas holidays. But all this other stuff is so cool to the kids because they've had a steady diet of video games and virtual reality that's been showing this stuff to be cool. The frightening part is the conditioning to our children and grandchildren. That part of it is sinister. Yeah, it it is. And I think it's just a step-by-step plan as they get us used to all this uh, technology. But you had mentioned, you know, with the soldiers and, you know, again, we document this, Sheila, this is not, you know, sometimes when you talk about this stuff, because the church doesn't want to touch prophecy with the 10-foot pole, unfortunately, (laughs) uh, they look at you and they look like, man, first of all, you're a wacko. Get away from me. Number two, oh, I I can't trust your information. You you got that from joeschmo.com or wackyconspiracyguy.org. No. And that's what we do in the book and certainly with the documentary. We share the actual military video clips. The video clip that you were talking about, if it's the same one that we came across with the fly and it shot the guy in the back of the head, killed him. That's an actual video from the U.S. Air Force. We share another one. And this this is our own military. And it's not just our military. It's militaries around the world. Everybody is rushing to develop this technology first to make it to the top of the hill is basically what's going on. We also share another one from the Army. And the Army has a program. It's called MAST. It's an acronym, M-A-S-T. And MAST is where they take the same micro aerial entities. And in this case, it was a MAV bird and it was a MAV spider. And the spider, and this is their, you can see it with your own eyes on, on the documentary. And the spider jumped on the back of the bird and the bird flew over to the target and the spider jumped off. And then the spider went under the door to begin to surveil the people and then gave the signal for the missile to go in and blow them up. Wow. This is military demonstration oh video. And so it's like, I'm not making this up, right? And, and speaking of which, we even quote people that this really is what the militaries are building. It's not coming. It's already here at various levels of development. And they have plans for it, okay? In fact, we even demonstrate how one-fourth their goal, one of the goals, and this is from a, a general, General Robert Cohn, C-O-N-E, if you want to check it out. He wants one-fourth, this is how serious they are, one-fourth of the U.S. combat soldiers to be completely replaced with Terminator robots, Terminator soldiers. So, wait a second. How do you have that as your stated goal? That means, logically, you must be pretty far along in the development of these Terminator robots. They are. To the fact that you want to go ahead and replace Now, listen to the rationale. And this is in print. Why do they want to replace human soldiers with robot soldiers, right? In the And this is the U.S. And again, we're not the only ones doing it. Because they can be fitted with machine guns, grenade launchers, and lethal weapons, just like Terminator. And, quote, unlike human soldiers, they have no fear. They don't whine or cry or complain. They just do what they're told every single time. So they're the perfect soldier. There's no fear, right? Because there's no emotion because it's a machine. But also because they're cheaper, right? Listen, training, feeding, and supplying humans while at war is pricey. And after the soldiers leave the service, there's a lifetime of medical care to cover. In fact, in 2012, the benefits for serving retired members of the military comprised of one-fourth of the Pentagon's budget request. Well, that's interesting. Maybe that's why you want to replace one-fourth of the human soldiers with robot soldiers 
in basically 10 years because it's cheaper and it's more effective because they don't whine, they don't cry, they do what they're told, and you could really load them up with uh, crazy weaponry. Now, you're thinking, are you serious? Are they really developing this? Well, back to DARPA, right? The Defense Advanced Research Project Agency, again, another acronym. And this was, man, at least 10 years ago that, you know, in, in print, they admitted what they were doing. And at least that far back, Sheila, they were investing millions into what's called neuromorphic chips. And basically, that's a fancy term for basically a brain chip. So that was 10 years ago. Now, quote, researchers today are putting those brain chips into drones. And thanks to the brain chip, quote, the robot doesn't need a human to tell it what to do anymore. It can learn and act on its own exactly like the Terminator movies. That, folks, that's a quote. That's what's coming. In fact, the secular guys, even the secular guys are getting freaked out, even in the military, kind of tongue-in-cheek, kind of nervously laughing. <laughs> Sounds like the Terminator movies, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's, except it's not a movie. It's our reality. Yeah, it's frightening. I mean, hacking the brain, the future computer chips in your head. Forbes did something on that last year. And Brian Johnson's firm from Kernel, you know, he just kind of nonchalantly, oh, yeah, we're working on a brain chip that'll allow people to buy and delete memories as they wish. No one bats an eye over that. They don't bat an eye over sinister, creepy Sophia that was named after, and I'm sure it's just a coincidence she's named after, the very goddess these pagans want to resurrect, the goddess goddess Sophia from Gnosticism. That's a whole other show. But oh, she laughs on Jimmy Kimmel. Ha ha ha. I'm going to kill all humanity. <laughs> like, but we're altering ourselves in such ways that we're not even going to merit being made in the likeness of God's image. And so does Christ grant salvation to us when we're not even mankind anymore? I mean, has anybody thought of that? Well, now that goes into, I would say, an even deeper uh, topic, and that is, uh, you know, that would be a whole other interview in itself, which would be fun. And we're actually doing the legwork for another documentary and book on that, wow. on uh, basically genetic manipulation. What we've discovered is, remember the very first uh, Captain America movie, yep. Marvel? Yep. And he was a scrawny guy, and then they pumped him through with his fluid, and they put him in that cooker, and he pops out Mr. Super Buff Guy, you know, <laughs> within a minute, and he's got these superpowers and super healing thing. Well... I kid you not, this this whole project, and I'm getting ahead of myself, but this is what we're going to be working on, Lord willing, of course, next. And um, I was preaching in Gettysburg three years ago, and I ran into this geneticist, talk about a divine appointment, and they're actually in this field called epigenetics, and that's where you turn genes on, turn them off, you basically manipulate the human yeah. genome. And I asked this person, this doctor, and I asked them point blank, and I says, remember that movie, Captain America, et cetera, et cetera? Remember how they pumped him on the right? I said, is that really possible? And without blinking an eye, Sheila, they said, absolutely. Absolutely, yes. In fact, they were writing their doctoral thesis on it, except they were doing it uh, to earthworms. Wow. And then I asked him, I says, well, how long does it take before you actually see physical effects from this genetic modification you're doing on your earthworms? And he said, oh, just in a couple minutes. <laughs> and that wasn't even putting them in a cooker, right? And so then we began to go down this route of, you know, the human genome and what could you do and things of that nature. And these guys, and this is now we're getting into transhumanism, these guys think that it's going to be their duty to speed up the process of so-called evolution and that this is going to be the next wave of human enhancement. In fact, one of the institutes that they're looking at being able to inject all kinds of things, including nanobots, into the human body to not just manipulate 
manipulate the human genome to create, you know, human-animal hybrids, superhumans. Basically, everything you see in the X-Men and the Marvel movies, that's reality. Yeah. Okay. But they said that, let me just give you one example real quick, that they can inject into uh, the human body these nanobots with these things that they're calling uh, reprocytes, and they contain so many oxygen molecules that it gives 200 times the capacity of oxygen in the human body in the cells. And listen, that one, quote, enhancement would allow a person to run at full speed for 15 minutes without ever taking a breath. And it, it's just crazy. And this is from actual institutes. This is where we're headed uh, with uh, this technology. And it's crazy. And it, it's really going on. And most people have no clue. But again, the Bible warns about these days that when you see this level of wickedness, when you see artificial intelligence spiraling out of control, the secular term is called singularity. When you see that happening, it's a sign that you're living in the last days. But back to the, the artificial intelligence real quick. You'd mentioned uh, Sophia. You mentioned IBM, it's important for people to understand IBM is one of the biggest entities behind artificial intelligence. Now, there's not just one. Uh, there's militaries around the world, including our own, that's pushing and building it. And it's already here, in my opinion. But so are major corporations. Now, a whole other topic, and, and we're running out of time, but a whole other topic, Google is a huge proponent yeah. and has been since its inception about artificial intelligence. In fact, we even have on the documentary a videotape of a guy who talked, Larry Page, uh, Sergey Brin and Larry Page, the two co-founders of Google. He talked with Larry Page back when they were first starting Google, and he challenged them. He even said, and this is on tape, hey, why are you uh, developing another search engine? We already got AltaVista and all these other ones and Lycos, remember all those? And he says, why are you developing another search engine when we already got several? And Larry Page told him to his face, oh, we're not developing just a search engine. We're here to develop AI. Mm -hmm. So they admitted that back in the day, why they were doing that. And they also admitted, and this is still in print last time I checked, if you want to look at it, they admitted that they one of their goals in life is, quote, we want to be like the mind of God. Yeah, well, last year and around November, I was talking about this ex-Google executive, Anthony Lewandowski, was founding a church where people would worship an AI god. This is a former Google and Uber executive. Well, there you go. He did this rare interview with Wired. People can look that up. It was his first interview with Wired. I would love for the machine to see us as its beloved, ones that it respects and takes care of. We would want this intelligence to say humans should still have rights, even though it's in charge. And if you look, there's a, a story up in The Independent, how Facebook's shut down AI robots develop their own language and oh and why it's more common than you think you can type this in a search exclusive robots and humans can make babies creating new hybrid species dr david levey will explain how cells can create a baby with human and a bot you know not only is it out of the pit of hell all of this stuff but it's so arrogant to say take a seat there god we're gonna handle this procreation ourselves." We're going to start creating designer babies. We're going to start creating, you know, these hybrids. We're going to start upgrading ourselves because, hey, you just created humans too fat, too dumb, too slow. They need an upgrade. So sit down, God. We'll take it from here. I mean, the arrogance of this. 
Well, arrogance, and it's ludicrous, too, because, you know, it, it reminds me of the old classic joke. I don't know if you heard of it, but basically these scientists, they approach God one day and they say, hey, God, we're, we're getting so scientifically advanced. We don't need you anymore. In, in fact, we're going to prove it. We're going to we're going to have a human making contest and we're going to see whoever makes the best humans. And we're going to prove to you we don't need you anymore. And uh, God says, OK, I'll take your challenge. And so the scientists, they they bend down and they they fill a jar full of dirt to, to get started on their human making process. And God goes, no, 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 no. Go get your own dirt. <laughs> <laughs> and see, good. mankind is very good at manipulating pre-existing materials, but you will never be God. God made everything with a spoken word out of nothing, ex nihilo, right? But that is a slap in the face to God because they, they have the audacity. What's the scripture say, Romans? They have the audacity to worship created things instead of the creator. Bingo. And that was the beginning of the end that God said that he begins the process I, that he gives them over and gives them over and gives them over. We, we've been in that stage for a long time time now. But but real quick back to IBM. IBM as you mentioned a couple times, Sheila, rightly so, they've already, they're not developing, they already developed for many years ago AI entity. They've named it. It's called Watson. We actually demonstrate on video and in the book as well in 2011. So how many years ago was that? In 2011, Watson wasn't just in existence. Watson took on the two, we got it on tape, took on the two best human champions of all time on the game show Jeopardy. Yeah. And Watson beat their pants off. And that was in 2011. Now, if you're paying attention to the commercials and things that nature, uh, Watson is the panacea for everything. Hey, do you want to have Watson control your house? Uh, do you want to have Watson do your taxes for you? Do you want to have Watson control your business? Do you want Watson to do this and Watson to do that? AI is now being pitched as the panacea to bring in an era of convenience like we could never dream. IBM is one entity. Google's another one, militaries, etc. But I remember asking myself, well, wait a second. Why is IBM developing AI? Just out of curiosity. Well, they've already shown from IBM that uh, they want to create a society where you could be able to, you could buy and sell in a cashless society. IBM for decades has worked on developing another system, a marking system, again called RFID. It's radio frequency identification. And basically, it's tiny microchip technology that can be implanted in or printed on. So in or on, either way, it can even be printed on like a tattoo. It's called RFID technology. Basically, that microchip technology can make financial transactions. It could store and receive information, a database of information, and it could be used as a tracking device. Now, another IBM commercial is they clearly show their goals is they want to monitor, track, and tag with their RFID microchip technology every single product yeah. on the whole planet. And they can monitor it in real time in the, quote, global supply chain. Now, fast forward, use that same technology now in people, and you have a matrix system that you created, IBM behind it, that where people could literally whisk through a store, everything's got a microchip on it, including people, and you can pick up anything you want at any time, put it in your shopping cart or on your person, just go out the gates, you're scanned, just like the product, except when you're scanned, it deducts it from your automatic checking account, etc. Because you got a microchip in you to buy and sell. That whole 
whole system on a global basis is being developed by IBM. Now, I said all that to get to that, but kind of a Chrome theory. Well, is that why you have developed Watson AI? Because think about it. Fast forward back to Revelation 13. Here you have the mark of the beast implemented by the false prophet, the Antichrist, and they're now micromanaging the planet. Again, we saw they could track and, and give orders to take somebody out. We see that with drone technology, etc. But it clearly says they're going to be able to control on a global basis what people buy and sell. Well, wait a second. First of all, in order if, for you to control what people buy and sell, you're going to have to have some sort of a global economy all connected together. We're already there. You're going to have to create a cashless society. Well, we're basically already there. You're going to have to be able to track every single product in real time on the planet. With IBM's help, we're almost there. You're going to have to be able to give people the ability to buy and sell in a cashless way with these products, but in such a way that if they don't do what you say, you shut their chip off. This is the same kind of technology. Now, my point is, how are you going to control that matrix on a human level? You can't. You would need something superhuman, something beyond human capabilities to control this matrix you're building to literally control everybody on the planet what they buy and sell. So could that be why the same entity who's developing this microchip technology, IBM, to put in people and all products across the planet to buy and sell is also developed Watson? Maybe Watson's going to control the whole thing. So you can see that the Watson Assistant, along with Alexa, Siri, and the Google Assistant, they're all members of the same executive club, this very demonic AI club, because it's not bad enough. You can look this up on CNN, where Amazon Alexa was laughing at users and creeping people out. And a lot of the headlines, oddly enough, were your Amazon Alexa is most likely possessed by a demon. And you know what? We're not even scratching the surface on some of this sinister stuff, Billy. (laughs) I know. We were just barely getting into it. Well, and again, keep in mind, everything we just shared, which is still scraping the surface, Sheila, my rule got busted when we did this documentary, 30 to 40 to 50 years behind what they really have in place. Oh, it, it, Sheila, they could drop the bomb. I'm just waiting for some 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 event, just pull the trigger, yeah. so to speak, because all the pieces are in play. What do you need in a seven-year tribulation? You need a one-world government, a one-world religion, a one-world economy, technology to pull off a mark of the beast system, every single one of those. All the pieces are in play. That's right. All the pieces are in play. And it's it goes right back to the enemy's very subtle, crafty, beguiling right straight out of the garden. What did he promise them? Ye shall be as gods. And that's why it's really important that people have to understand there is only one way out of this mess. It's Jesus Christ. Don't let the enemy fool you, folks. There's even Christian transhumanists that think, oh, you know, that's a great idea to upload our brains. You know, these are all great things. How many Christians use Alexa and all these other technologies? We are mock speeding into the very end times here. And you know what it says? And except those days should be short and there should be no flesh left alive but for the Alexa sake, those days shall be shortened. We're getting primed for the rise of the Antichrist. And yet Christians are just in a coma. A lot of them think, oh, all this technology is wonderful. Bring it on. And yet what they don't understand is they're being very deceived by the enemy. Well, and again, it's, that's exactly what the enemy does. And the enemy is a master of deceit. He's cunning, the scripture says. Of course, the evil one, wicked, etc. But all he's doing is he's custom-tailored for our technological society. Even for millennials down, that's all about self, self-improvement, self, 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 right? Which, by the way, that's the number one law of Satanism. Most people don't realize. It came out of the occult myself before I got saved. And the number one law of Satanism is do what you will shall be the whole of the law. And 
And so this whole movement about self, self-love, self-respect, self-esteem, self, 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 selfie, self, self, that's Satanism. And so, but that, even that generation, they're primed for this. They're primed for, yeah, give me all this technology. I don't care if you put a marking device in me. I want this ease to buy and sell. I, I don't care who rules me. I don't care about national sovereignty. I just want all this. I want to unplug from this system. I, I want to entertain myself, entertain myself to death. I don't care if you turn me into a, a matrix battery. Uh, it's all about me. It's all about my self-improvement. It's all about self, self, self. That whole generation, that's all they've ever known. You and I, Sheila, we come from a different generation when we still had somewhat of a Judeo-Christian ethic. That's long gone. And even the hearts of people are being prepared to receive this anti-Christ agenda. It's anti-God, anti-human. Why? Because that's the devil. Jesus said that Satan, in John chapter 8, he's not just a liar. He's the father of all lies. But he also says he's a murderer, and he's been one from the beginning. What do you mean the beginning? Well, the beginning of creation. Well, what'd he do? Listen, we need to understand, folks. I had an instructor in Bible college always used to hit this point. He says, you need to understand how evil Satan is. When Satan tempted Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, right? It wasn't just about, ah, ha, ha, I messed up your relationship with God. No, he knew the promise of God. God said, when you eat of this, you will die. Now, they didn't die on the spot, but as soon as Eve took a bite of that apple and disobeyed God, sin entered the world, death entered the world. Satan knew that when he got Adam and Eve to turn from God, it was their death sentence. Why? Because he's a murderer, and he's been one from the beginning. And if God didn't short the time frame, as you quoted in Matthew 24, in the seven-year tribulation, the entire human race would be destroyed, right? In other words, if Satan were to have a heyday, and if he had, if God didn't put a stop to it, then Satan is so stinking evil, even these people who are behind this AI development, even these people who are behind the controlling of the food supply, and the Bill Gates, and, and the people who are into population control, and they could care less, and they're so, so evil and callous because they're being told that they're going to be left on top and this utopia that they're creating, they're going to annihilate 90% of the planet. Satan's going to turn right around and kill them too. They don't realize how deep of a deception it is. But, praise God, God's in control, even in the seven-year tribulation. But the point is, like you said, Sheila, with all this information, why is God telling us this in advance? It's been in the scripture for 2,000 plus years, right? Depending on the case, Old New Testament. Because, number one, if you're not saved, you better get saved right? You better get saved (laughs) now. There is a way out, and that's through Jesus Christ. Number two, if you are a Christian, stop goofing off, right? Get busy sharing the gospel. God wants other people saved besides us, you know. And by the way, the Great Commission is the Great Commission. It's not the grand suggestion. Amen. It's the Great Commission. Let's get busy sharing the gospel. And by the way, we are in crunch time, and this is not a time as Christians to go around beating each other up over secondary issues. We need each other, and we better stick together and encourage one another, as the scripture says, as the day of evil approaches, we better do what we can to work together with what time we have left. That's the conclusion with sharing this information. Yeah, here, here. That's absolutely right. Time is very short, folks. There's a real lateness of the hour. We are in the last minutes here. We have to use what time we have wisely. We have to give an accounting to God. And so I think this is really important, as Billy just said. I mean, look at all the signs. These are glowing, flashing neon signs that we are very, very close to the return of Jesus Christ. And that's important. Like you just said, God wants other people saved as well. And so again, like you said, it's not the great suggestion. I love that. Very quickly in the the waning part of the show here, Billy, tell folks how they can get a copy of this incredible book. I really recommend people 
you know, get this live stream and share it with your church. You know what? Get a little group together at your house from people in your church or get some people together, get some Christians and watch this 14-part series. So, Billy, talk about the book. Talk about the the series. I know the DVDs are available for live streaming. And also very quickly talk about how folks in your area can come check out your church. Yeah, I well, appreciate that, Sheila. Yeah, they can go to our teaching website. That's getalifemedia.com, G-E-T-A-L-I-F-E-M-E-D-I-A.com, getalifemedia.com. All kinds of resources there. You can uh, check it out. Certainly the one we're talking about, the book is Drones, Artificial Intelligence, and the Coming Human Annihilation. And the companion 14-hour documentary, uh, video documentary on DVD is called Attack of the Drones, Skynet is Coming. Sheila, we don't copyright our material. So if people get the DVDs, they can make a billion copies. We don't care. Give it away. Get the information out. We're living the last days and we need to get motivated. And yeah, if you're in the Las Vegas area, hey, join us for services, man. And uh, we'd love to have you. The church website is uh, Sunrise LV. Sunrise LV is in LasVegas.com. You'll find the address and the service times there. That'll take you where you need to go. Excellent. Billy, thank you so much for all the work you put, not only in the documentary, but the book. I really appreciate your ministry and I thank you for your time in coming on the program. Come back and see us soon. You bet. Thank you, Sheila. Folks, that was Pastor Billy Crone from GetALifeMedia.com. I've got that linked there in the description below. Donna Howell is going to join me this coming Wednesday. And then Friday, it is Michael Lake. You're not going to want to miss this. Thank you so much for tuning into the program. We'll see you soon. Good night and God bless.